We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What the hell's up, CMOS Furlies? It's episode 80-something at this point. I'm here with Emma, and we are interviewing Ben from Olipop. So if you tap into this episode, you're going to get that. But as you know, we have little quirky intros. And so here with Emma today. Emma, how are you doing on this Wednesday evening, 7 p.m., 6 p.m.? Yeah, I'm like tired, like really, really I tired. I ate a lot of protein for dinner and I know that like protein can sometimes make you sleepy. Uh, and so that's how I feel right now. I'm like not in a food coma, but I am lethargic from my protein. Uh, what protein did you have? I'm curious. I had rotisserie chicken because I'm leaving nice. in a few days and I was like, I don't want to cook. So yeah. I've just been nibbling on that, but nice. how are you? I'm good. I have a a carb situation. I just ate so much cauliflower. I topped it with like miso paste, tahini, coconut aminos, like a little bit of liquid smoke and like nutritional yeast, bagel seasoning. And it's just like, it hit, it hit. And so I went for like a second serving. I've probably eaten half a cauliflower today. And so I'm just like a little bit lethargic as well. Um, The girlies are digesting as we're recording, but Mm -hmm. we figured for this intro, uh, we used to do like a lot of shit on the meme page, but Emma and I are both busy and whatever, besides the point. So we do have little question highlight tabs, like hot wellness takes or weird stuff. And you guys are very open in the DMs. You guys DM us like obscene shit that you're doing with your health products that you guys are just a little bit too pumpy in there. I'll let you know that. Um, But we did a little bit of the weird um which one is it the hot wellness takes mm-hmm. and we answered a few of them but you know if I'm scrolling through we probably have 70 70 replies so we figured for the intro of this episode let's give our opinion on some of these weird wellness takes or the hot wellness takes for the people that actually listen to the podcast and know we have a podcast and aren't just a meme page um you want to start from the bottom or the top Emma I'm at the top so we can start at the top so the first one is peanut butter over almond butter and you know I I tricked myself into thinking peanut butter gives me acne I prefer almond butter 
I think if you are kind of like on the fence about almond butter, if you have access to a Trader Joe's, the raw almond butter creamy is like next level. I feel like a lot of almond butters can be like really grainy and not like spreadable, but this one is like, I don't know what they do to it. I don't know how they make it so creamy, but it slaps. Peanut butter has its place here and there, but I feel like for every day, almond butter is the go to. Yeah, someone said chlorophyll doesn't do shit. Agree. I didn't see any health benefits from like the period when we were taking it. Someone said like the big overlap of wellness anti-vax community makes me uncomfy. Totally agree. Yeah, it's like the super individualistic, like I don't care about if my community has, you know, access to all this stuff. I only care about me getting my little stuff. It's, yeah, it's very scary that there's this overlap. Uh, Agree on that one. Um, Another one, which is kind of interesting. I hate the hate on that girl. At least it's a more positive trend and encourages self-improvement. I agree. I think there's a slippery slope between like that girl. Like I think the reason that I have issues with it is so much of it is like little clip, like stop motion stuff on TikTok, just like showing fancy products off in the time. Like I'm totally fine. If someone is like very self-care and like post videos that is talking about like, Hey, this habit changed my life or something. But I just think like this short attention span on TikTok of like how the that girl stuff is fed to us is like the problem. It's not you actually seeking out shit that's good for you. Um, so yeah, I I agree. Yeah. And I feel like it definitely, I think it's good that it's like normalizing, like, you know, taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself in like a healthy manner. Cause I feel like for the longest time it was kind of like, I feel like everything always had like pro Anna, like underlying tone. So I'm happy actually about like actually taking care of yourself and like eating and like, you know, dedicating yourself to make making meals. However, I do think that the way, and I know that like, this is like due to like, just how like content is created on like Instagram and TikTok, everything is like very aesthetically driven, but I think yeah. it does kind of glamorize certain aspects of like, you know, you see everyone with like the ball of ankle weight. So then you immediately start to assume that like, oh, in order to be like part of this, whatever, like movement, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, like I have to have the ball of ankle weights too. So I think there's like, you know, it's a slippery slope for sure. But I think like overall, like the general message is like positive for sure. And like Kate and I definitely partake in it somewhat. Um, yeah. So, you know. Agree. I think Emma and I are just more of that, like the aesthetic is like kind of obnoxious to me. You know, I feel like we're, people have been like, oh yeah, photo dumps are the new casual posting, even though photo dumps are very strategic and planned. I just think people don't like this cookie cutter shit anymore. And I just feel like that that girl aesthetic though, it yeah, might have good no more, intentions. Like, there's no originality anymore. Yeah. Like everyone, I feel like I've seen so many videos too on TikTok that are like, here are like 10 ways to become a micro-influencer. And then I saw someone talk about that and they're like, if everyone's a micro-influencer, then like no one is an influencer because we're all doing it. And that's kind of what I think of that girl. Like there are so many carbon copy day in the life videos that like freak me the fuck out, you know, like whatever you do works for you, but like, let's stop being a little bit dystopian. Someone said they don't like raspberries or blackberries. The seeds are too hard. I don't like blackberries. I do like raspberries, but I'm just like, generally, I feel like from a cost perspective, I always buy frozen fruit these days. So I love blackberries, like a lot fresh. I mean, frozen blackberries are disgusting. So they're like hard as rocks, but yeah, I don't really treat myself to fresh fruit. So yeah. it's often blueberries for me. Next one, someone said GT summer and winter kombucha are heavenly, but the fall and spring ones are garbage. Now this, I only know that GT's has a fall kombucha. I do not know these three other seasons. Do you, Emma? I believe the summer one, if I'm correct, it's like, is it lavender, cherry, coconut, something, oh. something. I, I, if I remember correctly, what's the I, winter? Mm, winter one. I don't know what the winter one is, but I know, I know the fall one. Cause I really like the fall one. Cause it has like the carrot cinnamony flavor. No, I don't like that one. It tastes like carrots to me. So I agree with this person. So we diverge on that. 
Um, let's see here. Um, the mercury in seafood alone completely negates the vitamin mineral omega benefits. Well, we did a podcast episode about fish. Go to the smash acronym. Those ones are fine for mercury, mercury levels. Um, but I get your point. Someone said there's a lot of privilege that lies in the running community. Um, I treat running as if, like the most democratizing sport there is. You need a pair of shoes and you go out and do it in the open air. I do think there are a lot of people that put barriers on running, like running access. Like you don't need to go do all this like crazy gait analysis and test your VO2 max and do a lot of stuff. You know, it can become privilege, but I find running to be just like very democratizing compared to other sports. When you think about hockey, all the equipment, tennis, like all of those sports are like the the lily white country club sports. And I find running to be the opposite, but I've also not done cross country or track. So I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree. Like, I'm sure when it kind of comes to like more of like the club and more of like actual training for like events, I'm sure, yes, there's privilege in there because obviously like the only people who are going to be able to afford to like, you know, paper trainers and like, you know, top tier shoes and everything is going to be definitely people in the more privileged um, brackets. Someone said almond milk over oat milk. Should we just give a dichotomy of like how we think about every milk? Because we've gotten a lot of comments on that. So almond milk, fine. I don't buy it because I know the water thing, right? When I go to the grocery store, I feel like I just kind of look if like there's something on sale. Now, like what has that been recently? Like pistachio milk, I like here and there. Cashew milk, I like here and there. Oat milk, I don't think I've ever bought a carton of it. I just like don't need it to be that creamy and thick. I like prefer kind of like black coffee. Um, I don't know. I've made the the homemade milks too. It was notoriously Emma said her hemp milk was bad last week. So like I haven't bought milk in like months, I think because I just haven't been eating foods that require like me to utilize milk, but I really like flax milk from like Malibu milk. I don't know why it's like really, really good in my opinion, but yeah, I don't really buy oat milk because I feel like I don't, I just don't really want to drink oat milk for whatever weird reason. And like almond milk, yeah, same here. So I honestly have no opinion on nut milks anymore. I'm kind of like, this conversation's boring. Like just literally buy whatever the fuck you want. I'm almost like, yeah, like the creamer game almost sounds more interesting to me, but I, yeah, I've just, I've been using like MCT oil. I don't know why I have that in my possession. Um, It's not milk, but it's like a a fat source that helps with coffee absorption. I don't know. Um, Someone said fasting is bullshit. Agree. I think like fasting has its places. We got like a few about this, how like fasting is good for women, et cetera. Um, it fucks with women's hormones and like a lot of the health advice coming from like straight white old dudes that are doctors and they don't test on a variety of populations. So like, it is kind of a misnomer that like everyone should fast, but I think that's everything with health advice. Like everyone should do this. Everyone should do that. There are so many, you know, complicating individual factors that can affect if you should do it. But yeah, generally I don't think you should fast unless you have like religious or like ethical reasons like that probably yeah and but another thing to say on that like I think oftentimes like whenever you are listening to like a podcast like I would definitely just like think about like who the target audience audience is of like the person who's like hosting the podcast right like I think like a lot of us probably listen to you know Mark Hyman Dave Asprey's etc and like their audience probably is like their target or people who they're treating on a daily basis are not like 23 year old girls who are like in probably like their prime like years so that's like another thing to keep in mind that like yeah it might be like triggering to like hear all of that talk but also it's like I don't want to like dismiss the benefits that it does have for like certain individuals another one is the world does not need more smoothie recipes a fucking men it, I kind, think of, it, it kind of weirds me out honestly sometimes I think about it I'm like there are so many food bloggers on the planet no so many recipes I'm like how like nobody's making like these are not like unique creative recipes you guys are all just copying each other like swapping out maybe one thing bro I was thinking the exact fucking same like every time I go to a bookstore and I see cookbooks I'm like 
one would you why would you buy this you can go online like so many people have recipes but like I get it you know some people cook different things there's like certain recipe books that are about niche like cuisines or like a book all about how to cook eggs like I get it and people want the little coffee table books but as a profession I don't understand how it's relevant anymore like spaghetti we 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 know it we know it smoothies especially especially like the health bloggers right how Mm. many people have to tell me how to make a fucking raw bliss ball that one is the funniest everyone has to have some sort of like bliss ball recipe on their blog like I don't know how we are allowing these people to make money and buying their fucking ebooks okay girlies like you can do a little bit of sleuthing and you can definitely find all of that shit for free um let's see what else did we fucking get that's funny um aloe juice is disgusting yeah I don't know why the fuck it's once again like TikTok stuff goes viral for a week a lot of young impressionable teens try it and then they get like really adverse health effects the thing with aloe juice is like it is a laxative type thing and people are drinking like way too much of the amount fucking up their stomach lining and I just don't think people think about I mean myself included you know when I was younger eating disorder vibes like I just think like I, I would fall trapped to the same stuff on TikTok too. So I'm saying that if I was younger, more pressurable on TikTok, I definitely would probably, you know, try the trends that were fed to my For You page. But I think it's a problem when like, this is quote health content, kind of like how we said last week, but it's like pro-Anna content. I'm like, these teenagers do not need to drink aloe juice. Like they don't need to go get chlorophyll. What the fuck? Like we're not actually building habits. It's just like quick trends that people are going to mm-hmm. throw away next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that one is a little bit weird for me um oh my god also a side note Emma. so this is i someone just said the cayenne lemon maple syrup water trend that had us a chokehold in 2014 i never did that i feel like i was not smart enough to like mix cayenne and water uh, like, I don't know yeah in 2014 what year what grade was i was, it? I was probably just like I, I think i was just drinking like kombucha like that was like i was not like, there then. i was just i was at i was eating corn dogs like i don't really know no shade to corn dogs they're good they have their time and place however um text from ricky he said you and Emma should do the cinnamon challenge, but the nutritional yeast challenge. <laughs> I feel like I low-key have done that before. Like, not like intentionally, not as like, this is like a challenge, but I have eaten spoonfuls of nutritional yeast. Uh, I remember doing that distinctly, like in high school, sometimes in the dark days, this is like really, really dark and like depressing. I would like just sprinkle nutritional yeast on a rice cake and just eat it. Like, oh, gross. <laughs> the sludgy, like. you, Emma. Like texture it would make my mouth disgusting I don't recommend probably a choking hazard yeah also we got two that were more like serious things which I definitely appreciate it just like you know it's like we're a meme page so I feel like people don't think that we have brains when they're on the app sometimes um someone said the wellness industry feeds off of indigenous knowledge without crediting them correct we've mm-hmm. done an episode talking about like appropriation in the wellness industry so like 100% agree on that point um and then second wellness is not accessible for anyone but the wealthy 5 a.m morning routines etc most people are just trying to survive the day done with the rise and grind toxic productivity i agree i think toxic productivity the waking up at 5 a.m you need all these potions and powders and pill is toxic right but i think there is this opportunity in the wellness industry to redefine what it is and like once again i know that emma and i are both like privileged young white women that live in new york city so like our vantage point into like how that goes fixed like we're not like we're not like the best people probably to be positioned to like fix wellness but something like going for a walk is like very accessible to do you know clean water is definitely something that not everyone access to but I'm going to say most people listen to the podcast you have access to drink eight cups of water a day right so I think there are like these fixes in the wellness industry that like if like better people are not in the wellness industry you're going to have the Gwyneth Paltrow's and the Goops promoting detoxes for the rest of the century right that's kind of was my view on politics I'm like okay like all these politicians are grimy and take corporate money 
okay, they're going to keep doing it unless no one goes in there and fixes it. So I think there is an opportunity for wellness to be redefined beyond like the toxic stuff like this person mentioned, but I don't find wellness on its face to be inaccessible. I think it depends where you're looking and how you define it, like what you see. I mean, like, I think the fundamental basics of like health and wellness is really ultimately like getting like daily movement and like trying to get good sleep and like managing stress. And I know that like is obviously like, you know, that ranges and like, you know, accessibility and whatnot. But I also think too, like, yeah, Kate and I definitely are privileged in the sense of, you know, that we're able to like, you know, live in New York, et cetera. But I also think we recognize that since we do have this platform, you know, if we didn't have it, like, you know, it would just be the Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, running the entire industry. And I think Kate and I definitely recognize that like, yeah, we can utilize our platform to try to do as much good, even though we are like in a privileged space. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got so many about CMOS guys. We don't take CMOS. I'm just going to put that as a disclaimer on the fucking meme page from these days. Um, someone said, what else do we have? I have no idea what this means. CGM glucose goddess is the new calorie counting. I don't even want to look into what that is. It sounds like I think that's talking about like how I think everyone's obsession with like blood glucose levels is like now kind of like the new calorie counting. Like everyone is like so hyper fixated on like what foods, um, raise their glucose index and whatnot. I mean, I was paranoid about that for a bit. And then I was like, this is way too fucking complicated. Like Mm -hmm. I can't live a life where I don't eat fruit. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And also it's like, I don't want to buy a CGM. So I'm just gonna, you know, live in the dark and hope for the best. We're vibing. Yeah. Who cares? Um, a lot of people, what else did we get? A lot about like bougie stuff being bad. Some people said they don't like protein powders. Like I agree. I think protein powders are hard to find that are good, but I think if you, it depends on taste and sweetness and all that type of shit. Someone said raw meat diets. Yeah. I want I are not doing that. We have a raw meat man following us. I figured out the, the OG guy. His name is the liver king. That's like the cool dude. He doesn't follow us. Not the cool dude, but like the most notorious in the raw meat space. Okay. Someone said sweet potatoes aren't that good. I'm sorry. Now, yeah. have you I haven't had a russet in a while? Yeah, I haven't had a russet in a while there. Yeah, no, actually not in a hot second. Someone <laughs> said raw till four is low key. Great. All right blink if you need help I don't know maybe it is great and it does work for you I never did raw till four just because like I couldn't just tell my parents I wanted to eat like bananas for breakfast I did some of like the crazy high carb low fat stuff but didn't go there um the arsenic love the arsenic the arsenic levels in some magnesium stuff scare me away I have not really looked into that someone said seaweed and peanut butter and I looked at that and I said gross but honestly now that I think about that it would probably taste not that If you bad. dip sushi into a peanut sauce, that's the same fucking taste. Exactly. I support you. I'm not going to expose who said that, but I support that. Um, drinking water is hard. Emma and I have that problem every fucking day. Once it hits 4 p.m., my pee is yellow. I hate drinking water. Right I've now. been so dehydrated lately, and it's kind of driving me crazy. And I've been drinking my fluids, and I'm like, well, am I drinking too many fluids right now? Yeah, so random but I also know too that like sometimes if you like have too many um like vitamins you're like your pee can also be like yellow because you're like peeing out like all like whatever the additional vitamin b or whatever I would definitely look up like the validity of that statement that I just made but um so I don't know if that's part of it yeah someone said intermittent or intermittent we did that men are too scared of trying to pilates because they know they'll get clapped definitely true because men probably don't work those muscles just kind of like opposite i'm sure there's some like male dominated workouts if i did i'm like way too intimidated to try someone said brussels sprouts are god's gift and we'll wish them forever i agree 
I think there's some situations I don't like Brussels sprouts, but I feel like a roasted Brussels sprout I always enjoy. Hating on Whole30 today and forever. Now, that was like a diet that someone in my high school friend group did. And like, we were 17 and she was like always talking about it. But now I feel like, do people do Whole30 anymore? I feel like it's very chewy. Yeah, I feel like it's a millennial food diet thing. Not to like, sh- you know, if it works for you, do it. But what is it? It's like, it's when you only eat like meat and whole vegetables, right? I think it's pretty much just like, yeah, you don't eat any processed stuff for 30 days or something. I feel like I brief, like I somewhat know of people who've done it. And I mean, I feel like out of like all of like the type of diets that you can do, it's probably more sustainable in the sense of like you are doing it for 30 days and it's kind of like you're changing your like lifestyle and habits versus these like, you know, quick detoxes. So I do applaud it for that. But, you know, I don't have, I don't know if there's any, you know, controversy with Whole30. I don't even know yeah. if they started it. Yeah, last one for you. We're almost out of time here. Um, someone said baked oats are just diet culture mug cakes. I have made baked oats before, and I think it's just a fun, different way to eat oatmeal. So I would disagree. I feel like mug cakes are more like diety than a baked oat, but that's yeah, my yeah. I think any sort of dessert like that is a little bit sus. I've never made baked oats because I'm too lazy to turn on my oven. If we're going to be honest here. Last one for me that I'm just going to say a big no to is cottage cheese and eggs. Cottage cheese is a food that always fucking freaked me out. Sorry, even if it's good for you, it's just the texture cannot get past it. Okay, that wraps up the hot wellness takes. Thank you for coming to our channel. Now we're going to get into the podcast with Ben of Olipop. We're very excited to talk all things gut health. You know, you girlies all love Olipop and we figured this, you know, this episode would be a great fusion of the big brains out here in the wellness industry. So We will get into that conversation now, and I hope you enjoy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. 
It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. We're here. We're here with the Gut Health King. Um, we're talking with Ben from Olipop today. So having Ben on, very excited to have you. Um, I'll ask you first, you know, introduce yourself to our audience, to the CMOS yeah. girlies. What should they know about you? Hello, CMOSers. Well, thanks for having me on, uh, Kate and Emma. It's great, great mm-hmm. to be here. I am Ben Goodwin. I am the co-founder, formulator, and for some reason still CEO of Olipop. Um, Olipop is a new kind of soda, is what we're calling it. Nice. It tastes very similar to the soda we all grew up drinking and that 97% of households in America loves, uh, but it's two to five grams of sugar per can nine grams of fiber. Um, we've actually done our own research at Purdue and Baylor College of Medicine around the kind of uh, health impacts of the product. So yeah, it's basically instead of the $8 kale juice um, that n- nobody outside of the coastal areas wants to consume, it's mm-hmm. actually trying to meet most people where they are in terms of their their flavor preferences. Love that. And how did you come to start Olipop? What was, you know, what made you think like, I need to create some prebiotic soda? Because it's definitely kind of, I feel like you guys are definitely the trailblazers in this like functional beverage space. Well, uh, yeah. How much time do you guys have? I mean, basically like <laughs> if I've been a beverage entrepreneur for 16 years, okay. so 16 year overnight success here. Um, Love it. I mean, it started from my background. I grew up eating a standard American diet. We didn't grow up with a lot of cash and did go terribly well. I mean, it wasn't the only issue I, I guess I had in my upbringing, but it was a pretty major factor. And so, you know, I wasn't particularly healthy uh, growing up. And I don't know, by the time I hit 14, I was quite overweight and anxious and depressed and uh, kind of had this like pivot in my own uh, approach to life and just kind of it changed a lot of things. But one of the big things that started to, to work on was my nutrition. And what was impactful for me about it is I obviously I did it because I wanted to be kind of physically empowered. And what I was tracking was that, you know, my nutrition and the choices there around how I took care of my body was also really affecting my kind of cognitive and emotional health and clarity. And that was really empowering to me, that it's something that, you know, there's so few things you have full control over, uh, but you have so much more control over how you take care of your body, what you put in your body, um, so I thought it was super kind of empowering this, this link. And I was also very fascinated by what is the link between what we're putting in our bodies and for lack of a better, you know, word, kind of our, our consciousness. And, um, you know, and then at 20, I actually dropped out of college. I was going for environmental science and I helped a friend start a kombucha company up because did, I was intrigued by it. And I wanted to get into beverage for God knows what reason it was probably very bad, very hubristic <laughs> thinking, uh, and then when I was working on the kombucha company, I learned what the microbiome is. I learned what the brain gut axis is and mm-hmm. massive light bulb went off. Like, you know, holy shit, we produce the majority of our neurotransmitters and hormones 
in our digestive system via our microbiome, that might be kind of where this, this experience I had came from. And so I wanted to study more and, you know, down the path I went. And then, yeah, one day you just find yourself making a soda with the, uh, <laughs> kind of the, the best and latest research on <laughs> digestive and microbiome health. But I mean, the soda thought as well, really just kind of came out of, you know, it's like, you, you can't really like shame your way to encouraging people to make healthier uh, decisions. You know, I think companies need to put a little more work out to try to just meet customers where they are. And, you know, the reality is there's drinks out there like kombucha, uh, but, and kombucha is a billion dollar market, but it also tastes like vinegar. Ironically, as I've gone further along in my career, I now reflected on kombucha and I'm like, there's actually no peer, uh, peer reviewed empirical human research that kombucha actually does deliver any health benefits, which is like pretty funny. But anyway, it's a billion dollar market. So does a $40 billion market with, with 97% household penetration. So if you're looking to actually, you know, generate uh, an accessible kind of shift um, around diet, trying to create that soda format, I think is a lot uh, more accessible for, for customers. And that's the direction I ended up going down. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I think the take on like kombucha versus like a prebiotic soda is really interesting too. I feel like we get yielded a lot of questions about like gut health and just kind of like, there's so much, Emma and I were talking before this, there's so much like misinformation about gut health and just like, mm-hmm. it's, tr- it's very, very trendy in this moment in 2022. So I like applaud you for, you know, pioneering this kind of space way before all the kiddos were talking about it on TikTok, obviously. Um, now when <laughs> oh, it comes like, to your day-to-day operations, I would say with Olipop, like what is the most kind of rewarding thing? Is it, you know, making new flavors and seeing a flavor come to life? Is it getting DMs from people? I mean, I don't know if you like are personally reading the DMs, but what is kind of the most rewarding part of, you know, where Olipop is right now for you? Yeah, I mean, I am not good with social media, particularly attracted to it um, personally, though we've got plenty of folks on staff who it's their, it's their crack. It's their thing, so yeah. I let the, yeah, I let them get after it. Um, and stuff that's kind of, you know, really cool does oftentimes get elevated to me. I mean, I think for me, it's just like, it's, it's kind of, I think the thing that I find the most satisfying, there's probably two main buckets. Like one bucket is really on the people side inside of the team. Like there's a lot of aspects in terms of how we try to build our culture, how we try to, um, ensure that the people inside of our business actually are treated like human beings and they're not you know we like you can't be in a hyper growth style business like olipop and not get the shit pushed out of you yeah (laughs) i'll find a different way to say that (laughs) uh but basically not get pushed up against your edge right and then yeah uh so we you know we've got like personal development stipend and Mm -hmm. you know we uh, contribute money towards people going to the gym or getting therapy or find different ways to support themselves so yeah, you're going to get pushed inside of this environment. And at the same time, uh, we're building kind of both the social culture and a structural culture to actually support you and seeing people inside of your business find meaning in their work and develop as human beings. Like it means a lot. Um, and the other piece of it is, you know, uh, the health and wellness market between food supplements and beverage as of 20. 21 is like a 300 billion dollar market it's massive and the number of brands that you know they're charging a premium generally speaking um the the amount of like research that's actually driving 
uh, the majority, there's like less than 1% of those brands are actually doing original research. In fact, there's this crazy, you guys are out of New York, there's uh, in 2015, the New York attorney general put this like task force together to go to like GNC and um, Walgreens and like CVS, like a handful of kind of like major uh, businesses that sell supplements. And they basically did an analysis of the supplements on shelf. 79% of the supplements they analyzed didn't even have the plant genetics in them of what the supplement said that it like literally was. So it's mind blown. Like it's mind blowing. It's a huge industry to have negligible regulatory oversight and research. And, you know, and it's serious. Like, you know, these are people's lives. This is people being like, I want to do something for my health. I want to feel better. You know, I don't know, 100, 200 years ago, like you ate something for the most part, it was probably contributed to your health. And now that's hard to find. And there's such a smokescreen up around it. So, you know, having a, a product that I can really stand behind, I do 100% of the in-house formulation, both on the technical side and on the flavor side. And having a product that I can, we as a business can stand behind. And, you know, we can't ever, probably shouldn't actually honestly even be talking about it, but we can't really, there's a lot of people who write in around different conditions and um, we we can't ever kind of publish that because it's it would be considered, you know, it's, it's basically like medically oriented information. But when we get the quantity of correspondence we get with people who, you know, ha- are having a tough go of it and, and actually can use our, our product and either swap out soda or um, find some relief somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Love that. No, I think it's like really, yeah, good that you guys like have done your research and can stand behind your product just because there is like so much like snake oil and like fishy practices in the industry. And it's like definitely like terrifying when you think you're doing good, but you're not. So it's like definitely great that, yeah, you guys obviously, you know, are doing something good. And I think also too, that like Olipop is like a pretty like affordable beverage compared to like kombucha and like these green juices, like you said, um, you kind of already touched on this, but like, what do you kind of like love and hate either about like the wellness and like foodie beverage culture? Yeah. I mean, I, you're totally right. I did. I think I, the, the point I kind of pointed out is probably my main grade, right? But, uh, I think what's a little, I mean, I, I also, yeah, I, I guess the, like the extension maybe of the point mm-hmm. I made prior is how that kind of gap between marketing and reality between people's kind of hopes and needs uh and and reality like how that gets exploited and then i think people are like disillusioned with wellness at large like because they have a one experience where they don't get any health benefits kind of well yeah and so that's actually part of what i'm hoping to accomplish with olipop right because you know we actually so we're doing this really cool like customer segmentation work right now so we're trying to figure out who are all the different people who drink carbonated drinks and where do they live and then where do our customers live and blah 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 like all the stuff you need to do to know who it is you're actually selling products too. And we, so we over index what we would expect to do in the Midwest and actually not on, on the coast. Like we're actually over indexing the most right now in the Midwest. And like, that's a sign of success, yeah, you know, awesome. in terms of, of, of where we kind of sit. And I, and I want, I do want Olipop to be something where someone's like, Oh, this actually tastes good. I can actually give it to my family. It's not that kind of the pretentiousness, pretentiousness level is significantly lower and if they can actually have like a positive experience with something that's a health 
product, even if they have no idea that we've done research and don't even know what the hell bifidogenesis is and all this other stuff, like they like they can have a, a positive experience and then maybe they can be open-minded around like, okay, well, what else could I do that could be useful? So if we can kind of serve as a bridge and- I think it was like wellness products that don't really have research, you know, backed like them. Cause I know you guys- Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, the, the vast majority of them just don't. Um, I don't totally remember where my thought was, but my hope was that Olipop would serve as a bridge for customers so they could have a more positive experience um, and then be open to taking further steps once they realized that like not every health brand was uh, kind of talking down to them with a with totally. dollar juice. Yeah. No, I agree. Emma and I are both from the Midwest. You know, we wear our stripes that I grew up on that standard American diet too. Mm-hmm. And so I see Olipop as this like great hybrid thing, like you're saying, where it's not like some bougie East coast, West coast thing that you have to, you know, have, and everyone judges you for it. It's like a very acceptable thing. So I applaud you guys for, you know, kind of taking the Midwest seriously there. Cause I think a lot yeah. of you know, a lot of companies don't even go there. They're like, those aren't our customer. I don't fucking care what those people, those people in the Midwest think. So, I mean, I grew up in California, but my mom's, my mom's from Columbus, Ohio. So I was, you know, raised with plenty of that. Oh, I think the thing that I was saying was that if a lot of brands that had our level of research, they just put a, like a person with a lab coat on the front of their product. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And I was just talking about like, but that's not the reason that they most like, most of our customers have no idea that we've done totally we've done and that's actually fine with me you know yeah. what i want to know is that we're doing the work to prove out you know that we're actually accomplishing something and i think there'll be certain areas where we can go into more depth on that or that will be useful or informative for customers but i think at the end of the day 90 percent of customers will never know yeah we agree i think sometimes it's like so overwhelming to get all that scientific information and like what are they going to do with it anyways? It's kind of, I think the same way. Um, kind of speaking about you more personally now, you know, what are some wellness kind of like rituals, products, practices that you have that are like non-negotiable that have kind of improved your health or like helped with mental clarity, any sort of way you want to take that? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's obviously like the standards, like something I'm not that great at. I've been getting at it better at it recently, but you know, sleep turns out is, I mean, let's cover up the obvious one, sleep, and <laughs> yeah. get, get some exercise. Um, you know, the non obvious ones, I, I do like intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. um, having long enough, you know, there's some interesting kind of hormonal components and like neuroprotective aspects that seem to be associated with, with a certain degree of fasting. Intermittent fasting is very interesting. You know, I do, uh, caffeinate pretty heavily during that window in the morning. Nice. Um, but I find that to be pretty useful. I, uh, I really love, um, like I'm really big into managing my nervous system, uh, because, you know, basically the whole, when everyone goes on about mind body connection with their, the, the mechanical place where the rubber meets the road, there is the nervous system, right? And we've got these different layers to our brain and they correspond to different states of the nervous system and all that kind of stuff. So when you're under constant stress, which turns out running a beverage company will do that for you. um, You really have to be mindful in terms of how you manage your nervous system. So one of the, there's a whole bunch of ways to to do that. Actually meditation is pretty low cost way to get after that, but um, I like something a little more visceral. So I, if I'm in a city where I can find a cold plunge in a sauna, um, doing that and going back and forth between them kind of as intensely as I can is massively useful for resetting my nervous system. And it kind of keeps me in the game a lot longer 
before kind of going to burnout. Love that. And what about like when it comes to gut health, what are some other ways that you like to take care of your gut or, you know, other, you know, tips that you might have for other folks out there? Yeah. I mean, so the kind of foundation that's in Olipop is kind of some what's fundamental to taking care of at least the, the mechanical aspect of digestive and gut health, um, which really is like fiber, prebiotics, and nutritional diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I make sure to get a lot of nutritional diversity. I make sure to get a lot of fiber. That's actually, that is really, really helpful. You know, we have between 700 and 1,000 microorganisms typically in our microbiome. They need a wide range of food, not only to propagate, but also to produce a range of uh, metabolites that we need. We produce like, they don't actually know exactly how many, but right now, best guesses are somewhere between 20 and 50,000 different metabolites via our microbiome and of the different food inputs ladder up to those, that wide variety, which you actually need. So that's on the, like, that's really important. Um, and obviously keeping sugar, sugar very low is, is pretty, a pretty big focus. But the other piece is really like the uh, mental piece, right? So, you know, if I'm, again, if I'm not managing my nervous system, if I'm not getting enough sleep, if I'm not getting enough breaks, you know, I'll have, uh, I'll have, my stomach will be upset, even though I know exactly how to manage it, you know, and then I'll like take a week off and I'll be like, oh, I'm like, fine, you know? Um, So that's huge. And then in theory, I would get, you know, I think, reducing my stimulants is mm. really useful but then I just don't really have that don't do it yeah <laughs> yeah so Me, yeah. yeah but you know what's really interesting about the it goes might already know all of this but the, the the nervous system in the digestive tract is like super interesting it's called the enteric nervous system so before we had a brain like much earlier in our evolution the digestive tract actually was our brain and then we developed an actual brain and now there's a spinal cord that connects it so the enteric nervous system is the only part of your organ set that can actually operate on its own uh it actually has as many nerve endings as your spine does uh which is like vastly more than any other set of organs and so that whole like gut instinct thing like has a lot of validity to it because there's much more of a two-way communication that occurs between your digestive tract and your brain than any any other part of your your body that can either go really well if you're if your digestive tract's like i'm doing great and your brain's like great you're doing great and they just send that back and forth to each other all day long but if one sends the i'm not doing great message that can also kind of snowball in the other direction so to be you know i think that's like that's my edge is managing that in terms of just you know what's necessary for running this old thing yeah, finding the balance. I, I agree. And then I've also struggled to cut out the coffee and do all the, you know, the stuff to help wind down. It's definitely pump up the coffee and the stimulants for us too. Um, yeah. Kind of in that same territory. Any food recipes, you know, weird snacks, like tonic beverages that you find yourself, you know, little, yeah, goofy wellness things. I feel like Emma and I are always, you know, immersed with like weird products and you probably are too, like being in the DTC yeah. space. What What's some stuff that you like to eat on? Uh, I mean, I've been, uh, God, what are they called? There's, um, for this, like, so there's all these like keto snack brands out there and most of them do not taste good. I think it's like (laughs) Van Wink. I I think, I mean, well, they do a bunch. They're the company that makes like the Struppen waffle. Do you guys know what that? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the same company. They just came out with this whole keto line. It's 
fucking fantastic. Like you, oh. it's not like you're eating some keto cardboard shit. So if yeah. you want something that's like sweet, uh, but actually skillfully done, uh, okay. their, their line is just bananas good. Um, okay, good to and know. And then, yeah, I've been getting really into like liposomal, um, vitamins recently. Oh, those like little squishy pack things? Yeah. No, well, so liposomal uh, just means that they encapsulate the nutrient they're trying to deliver in a phospholipid packet. So mm-hmm. i.e. they cover it in fat, but um, maybe there's a squishy packet format of that. But yeah, I just bought a ton of those. I also have been getting really back into algae again, which is an insane thing for anybody to say. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I find that it, it increases the vividness of my dreams if I take a bunch of, of like a mixture of, of chlorella and spirulina and blue grain. So mm-hmm. I don't know, that's the like latest, that's, that's like the last month. That's a good that's one. That, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah. I feel like to kind of like, you know, wrap this all up, do you have any exciting business or personal news for 2022? Like anything that you're just like really looking forward to? I mean, I did just get through this, uh, daunting uh, gauntlet of formulating five different new flavors in like Yay. five months, which is a massive lift on top of everything else. And I'm, you know, I just got the kind of like commercial test version of them all back. And I was like, oh, fuck these. One is a little weird, which are or technically two are a little weird, but you'll figure out what I mean as they get out there. Um, there are reasons for that. But yeah, they there's a there's some really good solid flavors coming up uh new in the flavors coming fun yeah and i you know and i try to keep pushing myself as a formulator um and so i you know i do think i'm just getting like a little better as i continue to get into it so i'm i'm very happy with how these how these came out that's so much fun well the cmos girls are going to be excited i feel like we get comments on our like community platform like I'm going to go get Olipop, like which flavor? And people really fight for their favorites. Like which are their favorite ones? So yeah, yeah. That'll be really exciting. What a year. Do you guys have favorites? I have a favorite. I personally love the ginger lemon. I feel like that's Mm. like an underdog. And yeah, that one has a special place in my heart for sure. I love the root beer. It hits home. It's just like the nostalgia of it really does it for me. Yeah. What about you personally? Can you choose a favorite? Like, I know. It literally be like, oh my God, it's like my children. But <laughs> it's like, so it's pretty cliche. It, but they kind of are. I mean, uh, so usually if I think, if I feel like I did a really good job on the last one, then usually the most recent one, I'd say right now, and they are like some of the more recent flavors, but grape and tropical punch are. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy with how those came out. With the tropical punch, there's the red version I used to drink as a kid and it has this like very specific flavor which their version I'm sure is like super fake but uh, I managed to like get it in to the formula and then and then build out a real base on top of it so it's uh yeah it's fun to formulate them and yeah those are currently my favorite though who knows some of these new ones might might take the cake might take the cake awesome yeah. Um, well, thank you, Ben. Thank you for coming on CMOS Girlies. Um, I'm sure all the girlies already know about Olipop. You guys know where you can find it in the grocery store, online. We'll have everything linked in the description for you guys to find. But it was a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. Thank you so much. Um, you guys can, you know, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast Store if you want. You can check out the memes, check out Olipop, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>